Welcome to the Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Make sure you find the Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe. And please rate and review the show. A reminder, we're streaming live on Sportsnet's YouTube channel. Every live on Sportsnet 360, Monday to Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. I'm your host, William Liu. I'm drama producer and co-host, Alex Wong. And we are joined on the line for the first segment, friend of the program, Savannah Hamilton. Sav, what's going on? Why can't you, why can't you see us in studio? Oh, because, you know, i got to work the game tonight, yo. So oh, i got to wow. be all prepared. got to do my hair, my makeup, all that oh, stuff. Oh, okay, got okay. you. We had, we had a bubble tea ready for you and everything, man. But No, you did not. Uh, we actually well, didn't. Actually, you but, Sav, you've me. had a bubble tea before, right? Oh, yeah. I've had, like, almost every bubble tea in the city, I think, now. <laughs> no, this is like a LeBron James fact check. <laughs> LeBron's like, I've had every, <laughs> I've tried every bubble tea in the city of Toronto yeah. during yeah. those LeBronto years. I was yeah, like, Chai exactly. Time, Coco. Wouldn't yeah. be surprised. Yo, mm. I got a, like a top a top list. Yo, like chat time is like the McDonald's of, oh. of bubble tea in Toronto. But you know, we can okay. get into the thick of things later. Mm. Oh, okay, That's, got you. So she goes to the innovation of, bar. A lot of potential sponsors right there. That's yeah. correct. You know? Mm. Yeah. Um, okay, Sav. Before we get on to um, some of the Raptors storylines, because because uh, you know last week we did this whole thing where we put together a bingo card. And we were like, here's what to watch for when you're watching a Raptors game. I feel like we got to give people like a little bit more reason to, 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 to tune in and, and just watch. So I'm going to rank some of the storylines with you later on. But first and foremost, okay. we, had, uh, we, had, we had Devlin on earlier this week. And we asked him, hey, how was the you know, Raptor City Social? Because we had just assumed that he was going to be there or that he had been there. And then he told us, he's like, yeah, no, I actually went to Hamilton with my wife instead. So yes. we still don't have an actual report, but uh, you are, you know, you, you, I know for sure we're at the social. So, so I'm going to have to ask you, Seth, how was the Raptor City social? <laughs> well, okay. Um, the official word on, uh, it was, it was a lot of fun as expected. Uh, my last time I went to City Social was 2019. So that was obviously a lot of fun then too. I had a cookie printed out of me and Serge Ibaka. What? Uh, Oh and yeah, then, they uh, had this during yeah, the. So they, they had, had this during events. the. They had this during the finals too, I believe. Like there was a pre-finals party at Real Sports, which I believe you would have attended. I'm surprised. And they had I cookies. You could take a photo, and then there was a cookie. I think it's still in my freezer. <laughs> I'll bring they it. They didn't next have week. cookies this year, though. Oh, okay. no cookies this year. No cookies. Oh. No printed yeah, so cookies. That was a, a, a oh, little it's been a disappointing year. <laughs> you know, it's still a lot of fun. Of course, they had like the video game station with. Scotty Barnes and and he was playing there with all the fans. Um, oh, that's they awesome. They had like a lot of photo booth stations, of course. They had like the walkway. Uh, they replicated it from the Scotiabank Arena walkway, where you walk in through like a, like a player entrance. Oh, like a tunnel. Like a snapshot of yeah. you, almost like a fit. Exactly. Oh, oh. Wow. Okay. Like the fit check. Yeah. That's amazing. So that was kind of cool. I took a few photos there with my friends. Um, and then, of course, like the best part of the night, I think it's the open bar. Like. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> Damn. Open bar mm. and just good vibes, good music, type of type of. Yeah, it's a good time. Yeah, was Neo? Did Neo show up by any chance? Or he did not oh, show okay. up this time. Mm. No, mm. that you gotta you gotta talk to Nick Nurse about that one. I, I trust. Trust me, I tried to ask him how he secured Neo to come to his uh, charity event, and he said, "Don't ask me." <laughs> <laughs> like the, he actually kind of sounded like the Batman that day. I don't know his his voice was. Uh, oh, it's, it's, it's been looking like Gotham this year. <laughs> Um, but oh no, we, we got to see at least that one Neo concert, which, uh, you know, was, was still one of my highlights of the season, Sav. So I, this, I hope yeah, it was for you, too. This was the Nick Nurse Foundation event. Oh, Savannah was there as well. And I love how we keep referring to it as the Neo concert. The Neo concert. Oh, yeah, it was also a Nick Nurse event, too. Yeah. Yeah, he was there, too. Yeah. Shout yeah. to Nick. That's fair. CK was there that night, too. 
That's right. Mm. That's this yep. is part of Alex's season long exploration of. Uh, yeah, I wasn't familiar with this game. <laughs> anyway, yeah. yeah. And, I wasn't uh, really familiar with your game. No, he, he wasn't. No, he really wasn't. But now he is. Now he is, and we're all good. Um, all right. So, I have, well, as you mentioned, you know, Raptors Pistons tonight. Uh, I would love to hear on a scale of one to ten your excitement level for this this matchup. Obviously, a ten out of ten. Come Obviously. on, Will. Mm. Yeah. There we go. What else would it be? Maybe a nine. Yeah. I was at a nine. Is there any storyline you're looking forward to today, uh, either of you? Raptors uh, can sweep um, the Pistons this year. That's that's something. Yeah, I'm hoping the Raptors can uh, either stay in ninth or stay in ninth. Yeah. With it, wait, a win is, or it, a loss. is it another one of those days? <laughs> it's possible. Yeah. Either way, they'll just be in ninth. Uh, no, I think they're one game back of the Hawks. You know, there's. But they don't have the, the tiebreaker the, against the Hawks. The playing tournament's going to come down the stretch here in, in the last nine games. Like as much as we've been frustrated uh you know about the raptors up and down season and things like that you know if you're just focused on the present right now i think the present is getting to that seven eight game if, yeah you know yeah i think so for sure mm. i mean if you want to look in terms of like tonight's storylines exactly obviously there's a few canadians in this one Corey joseph we love him right uh, of course. but then there's also eugene omarui he mm. played earlier this season for oh he OKC. torched us he did a lot of damage yeah on the raptors last time one. we played them in okc actually um, he's a guy, I believe he's also from Rexdale, so Delano knows him. Um, and, uh, yeah, so he, he, he you know, he's going to be a, a storyline probably tonight if he gets some some reputable minutes or nothing. But, um, yeah, I, and, you know, and then there's Kate Cunningham and, and how he's been involved with the team, but, like, off the court. So kind of, like, focusing on, like, that storyline in terms of, like, what he's been able to do on a leadership standpoint, even, even though he's injured. Um, and he's a rookie, like, so he's still super young, obviously, so... Uh, I guess not technically a rookie anymore, but, you know, he just hasn't really played a whole lot. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, and then so there's just a, there's a few things going into tonight's game, but for the most part, like, I think it's, I think the, bol- the whole stand, the, the whole storylines right now are focused around standings and just how high can they, you know, what's that playing going to look like and also not slipping out of a playing spot either, right? So tight. Oh, yeah. No, listen, I, I think. You know, I mean, look, listen, all these are must-wins. I've said this for, like, the last uh, since game three months. One. Yeah, since uh, game okay, fine, yeah. from the last, yeah. five, mm-hmm. last five months. If you know Will. Yeah. Um, but, no, seriously, though, they, I've just been made aware that the, uh, the, the the Bulls, by the way, who are only a half game behind Toronto, no matter how many times the Raptors beat the Bulls, there's just a half game <laughs> against Toronto, no matter what. Um, they're they're 8-4 and four in the Patrick Beverly era. Oh. So we got to really hold Pat, them. I love being back. No, Thank Pat's, Pat's having a great time. I'm actually I'm a big fan of Patrick Beverly this season for some reason. Yeah. Chicago Bulls, Pat Bev, for sure, yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, the Lakers won, not so much, although he did have that great moment with the camera. But no, that's what I'm saying. Like, all these games are must-win, right? Yes. I mean, um, Atlanta's playing um, tomorrow. Um, mm-hmm. You have, um, yeah, Chicago's playing tonight against Portland. Portland's been really sliding. Like, you know, again, you really need to continue to make up this this race, and so every game is really important. And look, listen, obviously we're going to watch every single game, but I, I do sense from, you know, the reactions – online and, and sort of seeing sort of the uh the lack of enthusiasm about the raptors that i think we do need to sort of create some storylines for people to watch for like Let's a little raptors it. viewing guide you know like we had the little Let's bingo card yeah. now we have storylines so sab i'm going to go through some of these storylines and again you're just going to give me a, a score out of 10 an honest score out of 10 not a not the 10 out of 10 against the, <laughs> the, the, the business tonight um and we're going to go through the storyline so the first one is the raptors fighting for the playing race your excitement level out of 10 come oh yeah Fighting for the play-in race right now. I mean, it's exciting in the fact that, like, okay, it's competition. There's, mm-hmm. you know, something to be said there. But I think that maybe we're spoiled as Raptors fans a little bit. 100%. And, like, just 
media that covers the team that made a playoff spot. So like a play-in just doesn't move the needle a whole lot as much as if we secured a six or even a five position in the East. I'm just um, disappointed. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> I mean, at the same time, there's there's something to be said for like, that's still exciting basketball because, you know, if they if they make the play-in and then they get to the off spot, like, it's entertaining at the end of the day. So um, I think out of like, to, to make a play-in spot at this point, um, I'm going to be realistic a bit more and say it's about a 7 out of 10 for me. Okay. Um, just right. because the expectations were higher and they, they were um, better in previous years results-wise. But I think with Jakob, they've found a lot more um, energy and a bit more of a solution. I kind of wish that Jakob was with the team sooner or even in the beginning of the season yep. or something like that because he would have definitely boosted them, I think, a fair bit. Yeah, I got a question about Jakob in the in this list uh, later on. Um, so we'll talk more about Yak then. Alex, uh, your excitement level out of 10, Raptors fighting for the playing race. Yeah, fighting for the life, really. It's a 10 out of 10 for me. Come on, um, man. You know, I think it's just a... Just a company man one? It's a very exciting... It's Poop a very platter. Exciting. Alex is the worst of people. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a very exciting race. As I look at it, you know, uh, the Nets have fallen to number seven uh, on a five-game losing streak. Mm. A tough loss yesterday uh, against the, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Was able yep. to watch the end of that. Um, you know, did, the, you, did you take a dunk on again? Uh, no, but a big three from Okoro. Um, but um, yeah, the Atlanta Why Hawks. You say his name all Japanese. The, <laughs> the Atlanta Hawks are have been around 500 for I believe two months. Yeah. Um, so they're 36 and 37. Well, well officially they slid to. Uh, well, no, sorry, there are still only one game. Still under one game. They've been around My one goodness. game I think for the last two months, and right. and the Raptors are are where they're at, and you've got the Bulls. And listen, um, yeah, we've got three teams under 500 here. So you yeah. know, the the 10 out of 10 was not real. It's five out of 10. Um, but I think. Yo. I think. <laughs> No, I th I, th I think right now, I think the lack of excitement is in that the the playoff, the play-in teams are actually locked in. Like you can argue the Miami Brooklyn fighting for the six and seven, mm -hmm. but if you look compared to the West, like the West standings are right ridiculous I right now. Like you know, uh, Phoenix is in fourth with thirty four losses, and then you go to Utah in twelve with thirty seven losses. Right, and there's four teams at thirty six and thirty seven right now yeah so That's, like the yeah, standings are actually changing like these teams like an okc lakers new orleans dallas minnesota all of these teams are falling in and out of the play-in every night Not depending on the game whereas on in the east you know like, like we joke but it's like toronto is going to be eight nine or ten Yes. At this yeah, point, yeah. right? No, so no, the ceiling is fighting. There's for not eight. as much of movement in the East. So the East play-in is not as exciting right now. Okay, that's fair. That's, that's a good point. By the way, yeah, five or six teams in the in the West right now at 37 losses. It's kind of <laughs> just kind of wild to look at. Um, all right, next one. Um, excitement level. All right, again, if the Raptors get through the play-in um, and get to the first round, mm -hmm. your excitement level, the Raptors being a hard out in the first round, which Nick Nurse said uh, earlier this week at practice, just, just predicting ahead of time. <laughs> That they're going to be out. He, he said that it would be a hard out? He said that they're going to be a hard out. Yeah. But, hey, he didn't wow. say which round, so it could be it could be more than one round, but, you know. Okay. I was going to say, wow, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, if they secure a playoff position out of the play-in tournament and they're facing the Bucks or the Celtics, but most likely probably the Bucks at mm -hmm. this point, um, I would actually say, like, anytime you get a chance to play in a playoff series – there is some excitement for it, even if it is not the results that you want, even if it, you know, ends up being a bit of a, like a, a sweep or something like that. Um, you're still playing against the NBA's best and you can still say that you're a part of, you know, a, a, like that 
that that that tournament. So definitely, I'm gonna give that like a higher point scale compared to just being in the play-in. Like, you know, and you never also know because you know there's there's times where you know top teams they're um, you know take their foot off the gas and and they let a game maybe even two games slip. But and like that's completely. And we also know that like we've seen you know some exciting Raptors basketball in previous years, especially like you know OG hitting that last minute shot over Boston in the in the G League. Sorry, in the NBA bubble. Um, and then like, there's just a tons of, tons of moments like that when you start thinking about playoff basketball. So, um, I would say it's about an 8.5 out of 10 for me, if they make nice. the first round playoffs, um, despite the results, like, uh, it's, it's still playoff basketball and that's always still exciting for me and something to look forward to, um, as, as media. Oh, I agree with that for sure. Yeah. Alex. You know, I'll go with the, I'll go with the same number as Sav. Okay. Um, you yeah. know, I think for me, all right. You know, you look at the just entirety of, of the season and, you know, the the inconsistencies and all the stuff that we've talked about. What can what we can really salvage from this season is seeing them get through the play in, like Sav mentioned, get into a first round matchup. You know, right now it looks like maybe most likely would be Milwaukee. And like you mentioned, like seeing how this team will perform on in that environment right mm. in a in a one week two week period you know if, if they're hard out it's one week <laughs> no if they're hard out it's one and a half weeks it's a, if it's hard it's two if it's, <laughs> yeah, easy, it's, it's yeah. one if yeah. it's a hard out it's two weeks but like seeing if we can take any positives out of how they perform in that environment right yeah, because you you want to you you hope by then they're fully healthy because even last year against the sixers the scotty barnes injury was was really unfortunate you know, mm -hmm. having him go out yeah. in game one and then not come back until near the end of the series. It was exciting, by the way, that, that he had like 18. He had like a near triple-double in his first ever right. playoff game. Right. That was exciting. Yeah. Oh. And and I think to that point, it's like you want to see Scotty in that environment. Let's see what the starting lineup with Jakob looks like. You know, let's see. Scotty, Barnes. Let's yeah. see what Gary and Precious, assuming they're in their bench roles, like what they look like, you know, with another year of playoff experience on, on this roster and see even if they are a hard out, if there are things that you can take away that'll inform your decisions in the off season. Mm, got you. Got you. Well, okay. Yeah. I, I'm sensing that we're building an excitement. So I got something actually exciting. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Did I say actually? My bad. Um, <laughs> next one. OG Ananobi award race. Okay. So he is uh, obviously in contention for an all defensive team. Not quite sure the defensive player of the year is going to happen for him, but you know, it definitely should be in consideration for all defensive team. He hasn't won one yet in his career, which I do think that uh, it is about time that he gets one. He is still leading the league in both total steals, which is very impressive considering he missed time. And he's leading the league in steals per game. He, I believe be only the second Raptor ever to, to, to win a category mm. league wide. Um, so yeah, uh, Ananobi um, staying in the race for all defense. Uh, Sav, your excitement level for this. Um, it's, you know what's interesting is that I almost expect it, so I don't oh, think I'm okay. as excited as I should be. It's like it's like I know it's kind of like a bit of a wrench answer because like my I guess if he wins like defensive player of the year, ten out of ten, right? Like that's yeah. amazing. That'd no, that's be not incredible. Happening. That's not happening. But it's probably it's it's unlikely just because of where the Raptors you know fell to this season and standings. But if they, he makes it all defensive team like you can't tell me like who could you go up to and be like oh I'm, I'm surprised like no one's surprised mm. so i think because there's the expectation that he is going to make it and like even coach nurse talked about it even nurse should be the defensive player of the year despite that but um you know i think that for me the excitement level is probably around a seven out of ten like i'd love to see him get it um you know i, I want to see him get it 100 but i also expect to see him get it so it's not a surprise if he does it would be a bit more of a surprise if he better once again just because of the standings and where they fell but like um but yeah so if he gets the 
you know, defensive player, then that's a 10. But if he gets all defensive team, that's a seven. This is like a, if I asked Alex's parents, they'd be excited for getting an A on his report card. And Yo. they'd be like, I expect to get <laughs> an A. There's you. no excitement in this. Hi, Mom. Alex. Hope you're streaming this on your Cathay Pacific flight back to Toronto oh, tomorrow. Oh. Oh. <laughs> safe, safe flight home. Safe yeah, flight home. safe flight home. I'll see you there. Yeah. Um, I'll be in long-term parking maybe. Um, <laughs> I'll, just, I'll, I'll just drive just circle, around. circle, man. Please no, just man. circle. It's I, your mom. Man. I am... Listen, Don't make her walk to I'm the in a good enough park, spot. Right? I can pay like whatever twenty parking. Oh, okay. No, wow, like to wow. go pick her up. Look at this, look like, at this guy paying the okay. airport parking. <laughs> Yo, you got a twenty for me? Um, I so, don't. oh my god. Oh, oh my god. Um, you don't. Um, no, uh, I think I, I think for Anything me. For your mom. For me, you know, seven out of ten. Um, as well. Also a seven. Okay, yeah, yeah, all right, yeah. man. Pocket um, sevens. Pocket sevens here. Mm. I think for OG to make that all defensive team would be a huge reward for him, not just to recognize what he's done this year. But just to really make up in a way of the recognition that he's lacked in in his yeah. career, right? Mm-hmm. I think. OG and and, 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 and I love that we have a drop for every topic now. Shouts to Derek. Um, but you know, I, I think we always talk about how during the championship season and even the post championship year in 2020, the Raptors were docked points because there were too many great individual defenders on the team, yes. and and collectively they were really good. Uh, as a five-man unit, and somehow that led the voters to not recognize any of them, um, which mm. doesn't seem fair in in retrospect. So, you know, OG has clearly, you know, especially of late, I think really shown that he's one of the best defensive players in the league. And for people that have watched OG, you know, in Toronto, we we know what OG brings to the table on defense. So, um, I, I do really, I hope he gets that recognition on the All Defensive Team because he he definitely deserves it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, that one's uh, wasn't as ex- I guess it wasn't as exciting as I anticipated. I think you're just gonna have to drop song. the excitement. I think you're gonna have to drop the excitement theme at this point. Yeah, seven six. Okay, all right, fine. What about this We're one? All scarred. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Fred's post trade deadline redemption. Last ten games, Fred is averaging twenty one point five points, nine point two assists, two point five steals, shooting forty four percent from the field and thirty nine percent from three. Sav. Uh, Fred, coming back to all-star form, at least recently. Fred Van Vliet is Rice. <laughs> it's actually okay. yeah, Rice, back, yeah. Essentially back to Rice level. Um, you know, your excitement for that? You know, you guys say a lot of things that I cannot respond to, eh? Um, I mean, you, you yell at Rice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love Rice. Don't get me wrong. Rice and cheese in particular. But, <laughs> we should clip that um, out of context. Holy. <laughs> I was gonna, well, I mean, is mm. it though? Um, no, like he... Uh, He's great. Like, he's been playing a lot better, if that's for sure. And you like to see that. I think my excitement level for, for that is definitely more of an 8.5 mm. um, as well there. Just but once again, like, the reason why like it's not a 10 because there is a level of expectation when you are already an all-star. Like, you right. shouldn't be playing like that. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, but at the same time, you know, there was a chunk of time during the season that he was out of rhythm and then a little injured and then, you know, a lot, a lot of little knickknacks here and there. And so now seeing him kind of get back into his form again, like, okay, like, you know, he, he's contributing and you see him finding guys in their spots. Like when he was out, you know, you got to see that OG was really impacted offensively because um, OG just didn't look like he was in his correct like spots on offense or just wasn't getting the, the same shots off that he normally does. And now that Fred's back in, like the ball is a bit more facilitated and just a bit more structured. That's that's ultimately what it is. On top of that, I think a big reason why Fred Van Vliet's playing so well is because he's just playing so well off of Jakob because that pick and roll is great now like that's it's amazing so um yeah so so they have a they have a great chemistry there and i think fred's just taking advantage of that and just also just finding his own rhythm back again and you just love to see it so definitely an 8.5 alex yeah i'm i'm gonna go with 8.5 
You don't have to keep it. There are other numbers other than. Well, it's not my fault that I'm going after Savannah. Like, I've had these numbers thought up before. But, you know, this seems like you're putting. super fixed it on 85. You're putting me in a difficult position, you know? No, but I think. I think okay. Why I'm having this uh, like have have this rank this high too is like listen. Fred's had an up and down season. Like struggled early in the year. We mm-hmm. talked about his shot selection. You know, the other night, the other night wasn't his best game against Indiana. No, it was pretty. But bad. when you look at the overall numbers and you zoom out like you have, um, especially you know with Jakob, you you can see a difference in in Fred's play. And I think, um, you know, maybe excitement is not the right word, but more I'm, I'm more interested in this because how Fred performs the rest of the season, how Fred performs in the play-in slash playoffs, this is going to be one of the biggest conversations for the rest of the year heading into the summer because he's going to be a free agent and, you know, he's already made it clear that, you know, he's going to command a certain level of money and, you know, that this is going to be a dominant conversation, you know, heading into free agency. So I think depending on how he plays, yeah, it'd be interesting to see because um, I know the fans have been very down on, on Fred this season. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what that conversation leads to as as we head to free agency. Mm, that's fair. Um, I'm definitely digging the 9.2 assists. I think the playmaking has definitely helped mm-hmm. uh, because of the fact that Jakob Hurdle has joined the team and, you know, slinging high-low passes every game and mm. shooting 70% on layups. He does get dunked on once per game, but is also having a, a better impact on defense overall. Your excitement level watching Jakob Proto shoot 70% on layups. Oh. Wait, is this for me or for Alex? Because Alex is just going to copy my number. Uh, you know what, Alex? You go first this time. Oh, Sav, <laughs> what were you thinking in terms of a yeah, No, I'm not going to. No, you know what, Alex? Is you there, go first. Is there a range? I'm not going to give you my number. No, I think for me, um, I'm going to go with uh, an 8.5 um, Why out of 10. I love 8.5 <laughs> so much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was the bar set in my household growing up, uh, so it's a familiar number for me. You, um, <laughs> oh, I've I've expressed this. Like, I'm very excited about the fact that the Raptors went and acquired Jakob Bertel. And, and I think we've talked about all this about how we would have been way more excited if the move was perhaps made at a different time, maybe at the start of the season, if a move was available and we would have had Jakob for the entire year. Like clearly Jakob has brought so many positives to it. And if anything, it's more frustrating for the, to look at the rest of the team and, and realize that it hasn't translated into this like huge catapult in the standings or in the wins and losses. Right. Mm. Like, like we've seen these glimpses and, and, you know, I've been studying the net ratings of the five man units of the Raptors, you know, really closely um, throughout the season. And, you know, Jakob, yeah, where, 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 what's yeah, that you go to define that? Uh, Jakob has been, um, Jakob has been a huge, um, you know, a huge, uh, you know, boost for, for the starting lineup. And, and, you know, we assume they make the trade. They're able to bring him back this summer. Although I think, you know, the price is definitely going up on Jakob based on the value that he's bringing to the team. But no, I'm excited to have Jakob in the fold, not just for this season, but beyond. Like, I think it was a, it was a good trade for the team. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I would have to say, so this is actually why I want Alex to go first because my number is different than his now. Um, um it's a nine for me. Yeah, I'm gonna go, nine. yeah let mo- let's oh, move yeah. mine up to nine as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Uh, it's a nine for me because, uh, yeah, I think he's just brought in so much uh, life, I think, honestly, life back into the team. Not saying that they didn't have it before, but, like, they, I think he just kind of uh, moved the needle, honestly. Like, he was, like, slot right into that starting position, no problem. Um, I feel like he's playing for something. Like, I think mm-hmm. he's playing uh, with a purpose, like an individual, like uh, like, motivation in terms of just, you know, he wants to – you know, show something to prove maybe 
like, I think there's a reason. I don't think it's a coincidence that he's wearing number 19, is what I'm saying. Like, I, I can't say for sure. I, like, he hasn't oh. talked about it. He oh. doesn't want to talk about it. Oh, that'd be, but that'd come be on, fire. you're wearing number 19. <laughs> Yo, that so, never can, uh, I think it's pretty self explanatory. Can Kawhi come sense. back and take number 19 from him? <laughs> we can make Yo. that. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I mean, who, yeah. nobody would be mad. But, um, but yeah, so, so I think that, uh, I think he has some added fuel in the tank because mm. of that, and and we've seen that translate to the court. And but the best part about Jakob is that he's not doing the most. Like he's no, he doing really is playing what his he's role. supposed to be doing. Yeah, he's a glue guy, but better because he brings that rim protection. He has seventy percent around the rim. He's getting his other teammates involved. He has no problem being a guy that could pass out of the high post, but then also like look to score when it's available for himself too. So he's almost in a sense like an added playmaker, but in the sense of like uh like just like scanning the floor and, and just a very high IQ player in the, in the game. It's funny cuz um you know it was uh I believe it was Denver's coach uh that was talking about um Jakob and just how underrated he he is and just mm. the fact that like he's when you watch him play, he might be and this is his words not mine. Um, one of the most vanilla players in the league, <laughs> but it gets the job done. Are you calling him like, vanilla it, ice? It, yeah. it, it, maybe, maybe. Oh, um, just because, like, you know, he it's that traditional, like, pump mm. fake and then go back up strong. And there's nothing, like, too, you know, shockingly fast-paced about him. But, you know, it's it's just that it's so... It, it's the bread and butter. It, it just gets the job done. And um, you're right. Like, I think, Alex, to your point, like, you know, I think a lot of us are thinking, like, well, what if we had him sooner? You know, and, like, what if he, what if, what, how would things be different and stuff like that? But we can't play the what if game. And we're just glad that he's here now and that he's playing with a purpose mm. and it's translating uh, and making the overall the, the team a lot better. Yeah, that's fair. All right, last one. Um, Scotty, finishing the season strong. So, obviously, he, he remains out. Uh, with with the wrist injury, so hopefully he's able to come back soon. Um, because he he was, it felt like his play had steadied a lot more of late. Um, he had 22 straight games of double digit scoring. It only got snapped because he had to leave the game uh, with injury against the Bucks. Um, your excitement on seeing Scotty finish the season strong because obviously it's been up and down season for him as well. But I, I really think that basically from the new year onward, he's been a lot more consistent. Um, I'm not going first this time. Yeah, go ahead, Savannah. Okay, okay, Alex, I'll give you this number for you. Um, mm. it's, it's eight for me. No, uh, not, not 0.5? Mm. No, it's just a solid eight, it's a, a solid good eight. standard All right. eight. All right. Yeah, look, a, a nice, a nice, well-rounded eight. Um, and I think that's because, okay, when you come off rookie of the year, there's so much expectations. And I think in the beginning of the season, um, I don't know if it was the pressure. I don't know if it was just being a little out of rhythm. Um, it just didn't feel like he was playing like himself normally. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's interesting because I've had conversations with him on c- what can change on a night-to-night basis sometimes because sometimes he can go off for, like, you know, a 20-point game and then other games he's maybe having, like, five points, nine points, like, mm-hmm. under double digits. And he told me that he's he plays very matchup-driven, driven actually. So, like, he told me that if a, if a center is on him, then he's going to be more prone to, um, on offense, to, um, like, be a screener and get his teammates open and, like, right. try to get assists done and he takes so much pride in also his passing. Um, but then if a guard is on him, he feels the need to go downhill and attack him almost like that mismatch um, and use that to his advantage. And that's when you see the 20 point nights. And I've kind of been monitoring that throughout the course of the season. And that, that was a conversation that him and I had back in like December. Right. So 
I've, I have noticed that that tends actually to be the case. Um, I don't have any like hard facts or nothing on like what that's what that stat line would be against like guys like, you know, a Brooke Lopez. But um, but I do see that like, yeah, he loves attacking when, when a guard's uh, on him. And I think like the second half of the season, he's just been a lot more consistent. I think that's what honestly, like you want to build off of, of your rookie year. I don't think you want to make another incredible jump in your sophomore year. I think it's sometimes it's just about, can you just repeat what you did last year? Can you be consistent and just show why you got rookie of the year by just literally doing the exact same thing, but maybe just a little bit better. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think like what he's showing now is a little bit better. So that one step, slight step, maybe even half step above what his rookie of the year um, thing was. I feel like he's a lot more under control now as well in his game. Um, and that's something that like, uh, you know, he still had a sense of poise last year, but this year is just, it feels a bit more calm energy rather than um, rushed or, or a little too excited at times or something like that. But so I'm giving him a solid eight. I really like his turnaround and the fact that he didn't let the pressure get to him for like, you know, the entire season or something like that. Like, I think it's just like a good solid second half. Yeah. I think especially with Scotty too, like at the start of the season, you, you felt like the lows got quite low sometimes to the yeah. point where I was like, you know, it, it's strange that he, a, a player that talented, that, that good isn't impacting the game as much. And then I thought from – I haven't really had that thought at all in the last, like, two, three months of watching him. And I think that, you know, finding that stability is is a big part of getting through seasons and being successful through them. It's just unfortunate that he's injured right now, but he, he'd been playing great, and he, he was the Iron Man. Alex, uh, your final ranking, ranking on this one? Yeah, I'm going to go with a 5 out of 10 for this one. A 5? So let me explain here. Why? So, so wow. no, listen, I think Scotty's one of those players, and I think all of the, of the things that you guys said were right – but for me, I'm I'm not as excited about the rest of the season. But I'll be more excited for next season because I think because okay. right. I think right. what we have seen from Scotty, you know, I, I think definitely agree that that the play, um, you know, there's been an uptick, you know, in the consistency of his play, and we continue to see kind of these flashes where where he can dominate stretches of games at a time. And but we also see like oh things that he can add to his game, right? Whether it's the mid range jumper or just really expanding some of that, you know, offensive uh, arsenal that he has. And, like, I think all of that is going to come with another offseason, like with another summer of, you know, improving on his game. So um, I feel like we know kind of what Scotty is at this point. Um, I'm more excited to see what Scotty's going to be next year, what he's going to add. Yeah. Mm. All right. That's fair. fair. enough. That's fair. All right. Well, very similar grades until Alex went off the board, but uh, that's all good. <laughs> Um, Yo, my ratings were so chaotic. That's fine, man. <laughs> Savannah, I appreciate you. All right. Uh, I will see you down at the arena. And um, yep. Alex is a, a game time decision. That's Family it. obligations. Yeah. Oh, right, right. He's got, yeah. He's uh, actually picking up his mom. Personal reasons. No, yeah, he's picking personal. up his mom from the airport. It's no, nice that's thing. tomorrow, but today there's other family obligations. Oh, okay. You know <laughs> what? You got to make me clarify. Asian families, very, very messy. And uh, you can listen to the banter pod for more details. All right, Savannah. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see you later. Okay. Thank you, man. Bye. All right. We are going to take that break. I'm your host, Willow, and you've been listening to the Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Have you checked out Bet Rivers yet? Download the Bet Rivers online casino and sportsbook app today. Get in the action this basketball season with thousands of betting options. Plus, don't forget about Bet Rivers Sportsbook award winning customer service. It's a whole new game with Bet Rivers online casino and sportsbook. Must be 19 plus, available in Ontario only. Please play responsibly. If you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connext Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. 
discussing the biggest stories that matter to Toronto sports fans. The Fan Morning Show with Ailish Forfar and Justin Cuthbert. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. I'm your host, Wim Lu. Continue to be joined by producer and co-host, Alex Wong. Uh, Alex, we have some shout-outs since it's a Friday. Yeah, no, I just want to shout-out um, all our guests who, who helped us this week. Paul Jones, Blake Murphy. I believe that was the unofficial Blake Murphy Tuesday finale, right? Uh, TBD? I think if yeah. the Raptors make it into the first round, Blake will come back. But Okay, in so the meantime, I yeah. have to root for the Raptors to make the, it. The part of the play-in is also you get Blake Murphy Tuesday. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> that's so up my play-in uh, tournament excitement level to an another 11. Point, another yeah, point to five. an 11. Yeah. Um, Matt Devlin, of course. And shout out to Michael Grange checking in, obviously, Savannah. Yeah. Just want to shout to uh, shout-outs to uh, listener Rob in Brantford. For, yeah, all right. Um, you know, helping us make a donation to our event next week. Fantastic. Yeah, very, very generous. Shout out to Elaine Kwan. Uh, make sure you check out the, the banter pod mm-hmm. that's on the podcast feed right now. Yeah, no, it was a, it so was, it was it. a good episode, man. I had a great time. Yeah, um, I'm glad. Also, in, during that banter pod, we, uh, we, I had uh, discussed whether um, I was going too hard on the React pods. Or 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 right. if because you got a lot of reception to your earlier yeah, yeah, yeah. react pod this week after the Pacers yes and I think my my question was does do people want them to be more just like straightforward rather than like I don't know less Chairman Lou yeah less Chairman Lou less Goodness. less excitement yeah we've already gotten some emails on that so we can more we can straightforward save that, more, so. more straight ball talk yeah email email us your react pod feedback info at stevenlebron.com mm. or prefer just DM will um yeah what else let's go. Uh, around the NBA, um, well, first thing is, did you did you hear about this new nickname for Lou Dort that has uh, made its way around social media this week after he locked up former Toronto Raptor champion Kawhi Leonard? Um, so, yeah, the, the nickname is the Dorcher Chamber. <sighs> so um, bad. I feel like that's been out there for a while. Really? Yeah. Okay, well, it's yeah. my first time hearing it, and I never want to hear it again. Okay, all right. <laughs> Are you... <laughs> Out of ten, what is how is this nickname to you? No, Lou Dort is like it, it's such a <laughs> cool name because it's like one of the few names that aren't Chinese names that only have two syllables in them. Oh, that's right, that's right. Did not was not on the same wavelength as you. <laughs> you know, like Happy Friday. Most most Chinese names are like two sound, two syllables or three. Uh Will Lou. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. sure, yeah. But yeah. even my Chinese name is only three. Right. Um, Tianjin Pappy. That's that's, that's four. <laughs> that's his middle name. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no. Also, Did I pronounce his name right? Yeah, that's 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 not bad actually. Yeah. Um, you like the Dorcher Chamber? No, the Dorcher Chamber is fine though. You don't like it? Why don't you talk about it? It just looks funny when you look at the words. Well, like, it does Dorcher. Have like a, it does have like a blue <laughs> no, but, squiggly line underneath on the Google Doc. Why is it Dorcher? Anyways, the nickname drought. I know. I understand the reference. Okay, so then why did you Thanks ask why? Ex- no, but it just it's. Uh, All right, fair. This is as bad as like Slim Reaper. Yeah, well, you know, uh, it's not as bad as the servant. The servant. Is, oh is, is my the god, I forgot about that one. That too. one's terrible. We, no, this continues the NBA nickname drought. Yeah, we have not had a good nickname. And in a when while. I saw you put this one line in here, new terrible nickname alert, Lou Dort, aka the Torture Chamber, I decided, okay, let me just just double check on Basketball Reference because they they will list like players' nicknames on there, and mm-hmm. sometimes they're fairly obscure. And I went through all the Raptors ones. Um, yeah. So this is all that was ever listed. I mean, there was like Steady Freddie and like. Spicy P, but like, I mean, sure. come on, man. Um, yeah. 
So the actual Raptors nicknames on basketball reference. Um, number one, Swatter Boy. Who is that? For, for, oh, for, for Chris, Boucher. For, for Chris, Chris Boucher. Boucher. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's a seven. Yeah, I like that. Adam Sandler reference. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Not bad. I, yeah. I, I just feel like no one ever has used that for him. But, no. Yeah. You know, I guess it's an option. Shout out to Ennis Esmer, you know, Spice and Dice. That's a good one. Spice and Dice did not make it onto basketball yeah, reference, but maybe we, we can petition. Okay. Um, the next one, Thadjik Johnson. This is from his time with the Bulls. Yeah. Um, I'm the have Bulls to are it. hurting a yeah. lot. So it was good at the time. A seven at the time, a five now. Yeah. Okay, right. It's a DMP right now. I haven't seen a lot of Thad recently. Yeah, he's been on the DMP vibes. The next one, the people's champ. Who is the people's champ? I'll give you three guesses on who's the people's Joey's champ. Joey's camp? No, no, no. He's, Will Barton? It's Will Barton. It actually is Will oh, Barton. no, really? It's also Will the Thrill, but, uh, oh, but he's you know the what? people's champ. Eric Kareem wrote a great, uh, he did a great Q&A with Will Barton, just like quizzing him about different things. And this was one of the things that he asked Will Barton. So Will's you guys should check that out. Yeah. I don't recall at the moment. I read that like a week or two weeks ago. <laughs> That's fair. A lot of All family right. obligations this weekend. There's also Jake Puddle. For Purtle? Yeah. Okay. That was like a, a game, of, game of Zones reference. Oh, okay. Yeah, the popular yeah. game of zones on, on Bleacher Report. Was that sports funny for you? Uh, yeah, it was cool. Yeah, it was, it was, was it real funny or sports it was, funny? It was sports funny. Yeah. Okay. Was sports funny. Yeah, Jake Puddle. That's Jake a Puddle. one. Yeah. That's a one. I agree. Yeah. And then last one, Bubba. Who is Bubba? <laughs> Again, I'll give you three guesses on who on the Raptors officially has a nickname that is just Bubba. All right, let me pull up their injury report since everyone's names is on there right now. Yeah, that's um, Scotty Barnes? No, man. Oh, okay. Um... Otto Porter Jr.? It is Otto oh Porter Jr. Oh, my God. Yes, that's correct. Do you know the origin, though? Is there an origin story? I have, by the way, I have not seen Otto okay, Porter our, Jr. Uh, for you know, months. Okay, our, uh, our behind-the-scenes Sportsnet uh, research I'm department practice, for the Raptor I'm show the has game, been lacking today. I've other events. I have not seen that, man. <sighs> hope he's recovering, man. Do you think Otto's watching the Raptors games? <laughs> like, I looked at you with a straight face. Like, legit question. No, like, professionally. If you're employed by the Toronto Raptors, you know, you're employed and you're currently on work leave yes, due yeah. to injury, you know, long-term work leave yeah. where you're still, you know, being paid. Yeah. yeah. Um, would you keep up with, like, like with company emails and like tuning in, you know, tapping in? Are you like, asking me if Otto Porter's sitting around wiggling his toes, watching the Raptors I know, lose like, the Pacers? I, know I think you, the answer is no. I, no, I know you think I'm trying to make a joke, but yeah. I, I'm, I really want to know. Like, yeah, it's a your no. honest answer. It's a no. you, you think it's a no? It's a no. Okay. All right. All Can right. we get to make or miss, or what's his last Asian oh, heritage? To, no, well, I was just thinking, you know, we're talking about the up and down Raptor season. I was just wondering because, you know, um, I'm not sure how wide of a range of sports that you like to follow. I believe yeah. you're a soccer boy. Um, that's, not what, that's not what we're called. We are not called soccer boys. Man. You know, wearing your Stone Island, you know, <laughs> you know, with the hooligans. Um, but no, like, Jay season is coming up, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, know, the, the Rogers center, you know, shows to Rogers, like being renovated. It's going to be really exciting. Yeah, I'm excited to go have back you there. been, and with Asian heritage month coming up in May, have you been keeping an eye on what you say Kikuchi has been doing in spring training? 18 innings and uh, he has 25 strikeouts and a 1.00 ERA. It's a redemption season. Are you, are you being for real right no, now? No. Yeah. Because this all leads to, I want to pitch and I want to pitch the Jays and shout to my guy, Ali Khan. I want you to throw out the first pitch at a Jays game in May during Asian but you Heritage Month. you want me month. to do it or do you, you, do you want to do it? For a Kikuchi home start. I want you to do it.
Yeah. I oh, just want no. to show up and get a signed jersey from him. Yeah. Well, you already have the the jersey part, so you just need the. Would signature. you be down? No, I have Shung Yamaguchi. Those are two different pitchers, by the way. These are two different Asians. All right. All right. Um, are either of them Would good? you Would you be down to throw a ceremonial first pitch? Uh, yeah, absolutely. But I mean, I don't. Think, okay. Again, we're gonna make this happen. We're gonna make this happen. But we're clearly not. We're gonna make All this right. happen. We are gonna go to the make or miss segment. Wow, baseball talk was uh, was tough. Clearly, we yeah, can only do Raptors and no other sports. Can we edit that off YouTube? Yeah. Okay, make or miss. Everyone knows the rules. This is Alex's favorite game. Yeah, um, I get so excited when I see this. Anytime I have no more ideas on what to do for the show, yeah. I just do make or miss for you. <laughs> no, so behind, this, behind the this, scenes, you know, I usually try to help with the rundown because Will yeah, has a yeah. lot of different responsibilities. Not really. But, but today, <laughs> oh, you don't? Okay, then you handle more of it. Um, But on Fridays, and you know, today he was like, you know, after we did our show yesterday, did our banter pod, um, and he walked home with a whole, um, you know, with an entire lobster um, from Hong Shing. Yeah. Um, like, he was like, yo, Alex, I got you. You know, you've been doing a lot, you know. Um, I'm going to set the rundown. And anytime you set the rundown, you p- put make or miss in there. Yeah, 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 Like, what was the... No, make like, or miss is like... It's like when your parents like, are packing you lunch This is what I want to ask you. What was, when you. When you were a kid, like, yeah. what was the one thing if they brought home as, like, food or something? Or, or something, like, what yeah, was the yeah. most exciting uh, thing? Chinese bakery buns, man. Okay. Yeah. So make or miss is our hot dog bun. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. actually. That's All a pretty right. good analogy. Yeah. Okay. Originally from the Portuguese. You agree with yeah. the statement? Uh, it's a make. Yeah. If you disagree, it's a miss. All right, first one, LeBron yes. denied reports. From Woj, from Shams, from Chris Haynes, <laughs> saying that uh, he was going to he was reevaluated yeah. and uh, that he aims to return for the last week of the season. Mm. Uh, LeBron just literally went online and just said, <laughs> "I don't know. Who, God bless y'all sources." Okay. Yeah. So make or miss, players should just report this stuff on their own instead of having their teams, front offices, or or agents leak it. Yeah, I'm gonna say miss on this just because it's gonna get really messy if you leave it to the players. Because there's certain times when players feel like they're ready, and then the team feels like they're mm. not, and then there's okay. different. And you remember okay, the fair. Donovan Mitchell situation last year in the first round when I believe you know he sat out the first game, um, but the team I think thought he was ready. There was a lot some miscommunication there, um, so that's a miss for me. But but my favorite from this part is um, if LeBron says uh, that he's aiming to return for the last week of the season, uh, it'll probably be tomorrow then. <laughs> Oh, okay, that's fair. That's this fair. is like when he said he watched all the Liverpool games. <laughs> oh, 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 man. No, but the the real report I think I've heard, um, I've read online, is that he'll he's trying to be back for the last like three, four games of the season. Yeah, that's gonna be no, really that's, interesting that's the for the Lakers. From Woj, Shams, and yeah, Chris Haynes, but for LeBron yeah. came out and shot it down. But that's gonna be really interesting because the Lakers are literally falling in and out of the play in every game. Like, well, it's fine as it's, long as Austin Reeves gets to shoot fifty free throws a game. It's, did, uh, it's not did, a problem. Did you see the NBA put together a YouTube? highlight compilation is just said one hour of Austin Reeves highlights and it was at the top of their page. How many of those, how, <laughs> how many minutes were from the game where he destroyed Gary Trent in, in LA? Oh, no. That was a tough one. Anyways. Uh, next one. Mm. Uh, Patrick Beverly said on his podcast that he always used to do step backs after practice while he was in Houston. Okay. And then one day James Harden came over and saw him doing it and he, and he talked to him about it and he says that that's where James Harden James Harden, who his signature move is to step back, if not the rip through foul and to draw up for three. Um, <clears throat> make or miss, did Patrick Beverly teach James Harden the step back? Yeah, so as I'm pulling up Patrick Beverly's page, uh, career page mm-hmm. right now, uh, he he averaged 5.6 points in Houston in his first season there. Okay. And I never, mean. no, but like, listen, people actually don't know. You should look up Patrick Beverly's high school stats. Like, he was a Chicago legend. I'm sure he was. Um, yeah. No, like, the numbers were wild. I, I, it's a miss for me. That's a miss. Huh? Because here's 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 my case for this. Do you remember the offseason when James Harden tried to soft launch a one-handed... Was it a one-handed three-pointer? 
He did, he had this really weird the one legged three pointer. The one legged yeah, yeah, yeah. three pointer. He'd be in the corner too. <laughs> yeah. So he would do a sidestep off of one leg like a stork, yeah. <laughs> and then jump out of bounds and then fling it in. Yeah, yeah, like he was trying to work that into his game during preseason. So I'm gonna say James Harden, uh, one of the best scorers ever, according to Daryl Morey, a better scorer than than MJ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Michael Jordan that I'm referring to. Right, right, of course. Um, that I'm gonna say James Harden came up with that himself. Yeah, the the exact quote from Patrick Beverly, um, you know, there was a time when he wasn't doing step backs. We were playing one on one, and my first two years in the NBA, and every move I did, I finished with a <laughs> no step back. No way. There's no way. He continues, "Hey P, why are you always stepping back?" And I hit up a year ago, and he, who was James in this case, says, "Yeah, dog, you were onto something." Okay, this is Patrick Beverly. By the way, Patrick Beverly pod might might be something to listen to. I might. See a lot of quotes on there on NBA Central. It's like every every third tweet is about Patrick Beverly. It's either Patrick Beverly or a, or a photo of Dylan Brooks yeah. staring down a player, the staring oh. down Theo Pinson. Yeah. Staring down Theo Pinson, staring down a cameraman. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking know. of the Mavs. Sorry, speaking of the Mavs. Mm. So very, very strange play in the Mavs-Warriors game. Uh, the Mavericks, the, the officials called it um, Mavericks ball. Then during the timeout, they went to review it, and they actually flipped the possession to the, the Warriors ball. Mm. But apparently they didn't tell... The, the Mavericks about it, or the Mavericks weren't made aware because it was a very strange play. You had uh, on one side where the Warriors were lining up on offense on one side of the floor. The Mavs were lining up on offense on their side of the floor, so nobody was remotely close to the fact that the Warriors inbounded under the basket and immediately scored with nobody in the front. So an court. unfair two points. They lost that the game Warriors. by two, by the way. And so yeah. it's actually uh, Mark Cuban actually uh, is protesting the game and called it the worst referee mistake ever. So uh, make or miss, the refs are to blame for this mistake rather yeah, than the this, Mavs. this is definitely a make. Um, you know, okay. the protest was launched, and I think, you know, the... the you don't think anyone on the Mavs should have been like, hey, <sighs> <laughs> hold but there on was, here. But hold there was on a just clear, a minute. There was a clear breakdown in miscommunication, though, right? Like, right, I think they just right. assumed that it was, like, that was not the play that was going to happen. And, yeah, no, that's a, that's, that's a make for me. It's interesting. I saw I saw Trey Young comment on this. I feel like other players have said, said this, too, is, like, if refs make mistakes, they should be fined mm-hmm. in the same way that players get fined. Is that a make or miss for you? Refs, uh, refs should be penalized for their miss uh, for their misses instead of just showing up on the last two minute report. How much do the refs make, man? That's actually a really good question. Can we just? Yeah, yeah I don't so know. We will that, find that's, out. That's tough. We'll I mean, look, listen, out. there is a human aspect to the game. There is, and I think the players with that too. But uh, okay. anyway, okay. next one, make or miss. So the Charlotte Hornets, um, <clears throat> obviously, they're they're struggling this season. But uh, Charlotte Hornets tickets were priced as low as one dollar. Oh, boy. In their loss to the Indiana Pacers earlier this week, make or miss, would you go to a Charlotte Hornets game for $1? Uh, need to ask a follow-up first. Yeah, got you. Um, am I parking next to LaMelo's car in that parking lot for $50 USD? Can I drive my 01 Honda Civic if, if to, it's to, uh, to the stadium? For uh, free. By the way, the one dollar yeah. is deceptive because I think with taxes and fees and something else on top of it, somehow it came out to fourteen dollars when you end up paying. Okay, but ultimately but, okay. it's one dollar. Would you, you go just, to a Hornets game for one dollar? Try to clarify that the one dollar is deceptive, as if with fees it's not like two dollars and twenty five. This is literally the cost of a hot dog bun. Why did you have to clarify that? Yeah, I actually had a, a conversation with my partner the other day about like, what can you get in Toronto for one dollar? Right. And I actually don't think it's anything. So this is actually pretty impressive yeah. that you can Maybe go to a whole basketball game. Um, no, yeah. For a dollar make, I would definitely go to a Hornets game. Really? For a dollar. Yeah. Just Got to go see Nick Richards. Go to, no, would you not go? You would not go. I think you would say depending on the opponent. 
Yeah, it's probably depending on the opponent. Yeah. Depending on the opponent. Okay. All right, uh, two more before we get to the Bet Rivers segment mm. at the very end, uh, where we talk about uh, the Raptors game between tonight uh, and what the Raptors playing the Pistons. All right. When asked about him losing 250k total in fines this season, Dylan Brooks simply responded, "It's just paper. Make or miss. Enjoying our life is more important." That's scrimping and saving. Yeah, make. You know, I wish all Asian parents would just, you know, not put financial pressures on their kids and just say it's just paper. You know, it's all not right. a big deal. That's yeah. fair. It's uh, a make. Yeah. And then the last one, Jimmy Butler admitted that he doesn't, quote, start playing for real until after the All-Star break. Make or miss, working hard all the time is overrated. Uh, no comment on this, but... Um, <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to set you up so hard. This was a massive setup that I did not see coming. Um, Jimmy Butler, though, this is a, his statement is a make because Jimmy Butler just somehow is like a 20% three-point shooter for the first like three months of the regular season. Yeah, yeah. And then you look up his stats and it's like, oh, he's shooting 50, 40, 90 in his last 10 games. Like coming into the playoffs, like this always happens with Jimmy. Jimmy's just no, one of those. No, it's legit. Jimmy's one of those yeah. guys where it's just like any play you need, any shot you yeah. need, this guy just gets it. Yeah, and well, it's he's very terrifying to play against. We yeah, all know. No, this. we'll we'll do Bed Rivers, but I just want to say about Jimmy too. Like Jimmy to me is nearly on that Dame level of like just the scariest guys in the playoffs. Mm. Like, and you can say that you Dame, better pray Jimmy Butler doesn't <laughs> win the championship. You can is that say what you're telling you me? can say that Dame obviously right. has his iconic shots, but Jimmy's carried teams to the finals. Mm-hmm. And almost got them to the finals last year. And now it's time for Between the Lines, brought to you by Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. The line for tonight's game is Raptors minus 14 and a half. Wait, hold on. Are, yes, are you serious? Against the Pistons. Minus 14 Precious, and a half. Scotty and Gary are all questionable. Before you overreact to the spread, can I tell you, in their last three home wins, the Raptors have beaten Denver by 15. Mm-hmm. They have beaten OKC by 17. And they have beaten Minnesota by 15. So they have those three guys. Yes, but all I'm saying is the last three home wins, they won by 15-plus, and it's also the Pistons with no incentive to win. 14 and a half. What do you mean no yes. incentive to win? It's Dwayne Casey. There's no incentive. No, no, no. Just Look, on the Casey cast Bojan tax Bogdanovich alone. is out. That doesn't... That's Okay. Corey Joseph is out. Okay. Okay. Rod, no, Rodney st- Magruder is out. Isaiah Stewart is out. In the, in the words of Draymond Green, <laughs> ain't nobody care about it. Rodney Magruder, well, okay? You, <laughs> so, you cared about Aaron Neesmith's feelings the other day when three Canadians had to start. <laughs> no, so did Rick Carlisle. That was a very cool move. No, shout to cool Rick. Coach. I love Rick Carlisle. Um, um, 14 and a half. The Raptors are favored. Need to bounce back from the Pacers game. In the thick of the playing race, who are you picking, Will? Uh, I'm, I, I'm, no, listen, the Raptors better win. Oh God, that sounds win. like a threat. Yeah. Uh, I guess it is. <laughs> um, I'm, but no, seriously, I, I think... Uh, I don't know. There's just too many points for the Raptors. <laughs> Again, the third unit's going to come in, and like they're going to start checking shots, and you know. Okay. Yeah. So you're taking the Raptors to win, but the Pistons to cover. Yes. Do not I, trust the Raptors. And a half? That's like with one of the biggest lines I've seen all season. This is like when I bet fifty bucks um, on the river, and you were like, "That's too much." That was between the lines. Brought to you by Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. Wow, you literally bet on the river. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. All right. Well, that does it for us today. I've been your host, Great Cole. You're listening to this Raptors show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Make sure you find the Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe. And please rate and review the show. Thanks once again to Savannah Hamilton, our producer and co-host Alex Wong, our producer Derek Randell, and Jennifer Rolnick with the YouTube stream. Have a lovely weekend. And uh, yeah, watch the Raptors. Two games.